0: The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Bet $100 at Winbet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by Run Your Pool. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor to get your free entry into our NFL Survivor Contest. First place gets $500 cash and a $250 gift card to the SGP store. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne. Northeast of England. Uh, today is August the 15th, Monday, and I am here with a couple of co hosts to take you through a full state of MLB action for Tuesday, August the 16th. A um, couple of things to discuss, but we'll introduce the boys first. Uh, first of all, OG from Houston, Texas. Uh, it is the machine, Moonaf, Manji, Moonaf,
1: been uh not much uh, another day in paradise here to talk about the tuesday games uh thankfully uh i am still alive after willie z uh pulled it off yesterday but um other than that yeah doing pretty good ready to start a new week here with you guys uh glad to be here with you boys
0: yeah willie z was one of the two things we need to talk about um and of course also uh, mr dylan rockford dylan what's happening
2: What's going on boys, uh, nothing much, just hanging out another day in paradise like Moonoff said, I have to thank Moonoff. he him, he gave me a nice plus 120 winner to start off my day, now we just need the Guardians to pull through on the run line, so looking like a strong day. Yeah, and that
0: was the second thing we need to talk about, is that little uh, the the football match, but first of all Moonoff, because we were live sweating your Willie Z bet last night, and then we got off air just as they drove off on the first playoff hole, and then... Yikes, the next 15 minutes was absolute
1: carnage. What was going on? N- nobody wanted to win. Yeah, nobody wanted to win. You're right. I mean, those are some of the wildest shots I had seen in a very long time. Um, I forgot. I think it was the second time they went back to the 18th hole. Uh hit one like extremely like left or sorry, right. Knit up on the cart path. And then Strzok almost put one into the water. Um, But it ended up right there, I think, on the fringe. But he had to take a – I think he took a drop shot from there. Um, And, you know, they ended up both somehow miraculously paring that hole and then they ended up on 11th, which was absolute carnage, like – that luck that Will Zalatoris had by that ball not—I've never eaten. seen.
0: I've never seen a ball end up yeah. there ever, right? Hard up against the lip on the edge yeah. of the stones on the edge of the lake. It was
1: incredible. Yeah, but long story short, he found a way to get it done. Um, I know a lot of the golf community, especially in our uh, SGP and uh, Discord server uh, channel, a lot of us cashed uh, on the Will Zalatoris. So another great week for the golf gambling podcast. Those guys are absolutely killing it right now. Uh, so if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the Golf Gambling Podcast with Boston Capper. I know Shermer's out with some uh, family stuff, uh, thinking, praying for him, but uh, he will be back very, very soon.
0: Yeah, that does, that segues in nicely to a, to a little flex for the Golf Gambling Podcast because A, it's a great listen, uh, but B, also the, uh, the information's top class. Um, and that was an example of it last night. Um, second thing we need to discuss ever so briefly um, is that – Liverpool letting in a little bit of water tonight, you two plastic Liverpool fans. Um, the one-all home draw with the, the mighty Crystal Palace this evening, and your new gazillion-bound striker stuck the head on uh, the Crystal Palace centre-back as well.
1: Uh, yeah, um, I don't know. It's, <laughs> okay. I mean, there's a lot of injuries that they're dealing with too, right? Like they have uh, Jota that's uh, injured, Matip's also uh, injured for about six weeks with hammies. And I feel like they're still kind of playing with the lineups. I mean, uh, exciting as Luis Diaz is, he literally, literally almost carried us to victory here today. But, uh, you know, something's got to change here. I know they have a, a walkover matchup in their next matchup uh, with uh, Manchester United. But <laughs> other than that, yeah, they're going to have to turn around here, Malcolm.
2: Are, are you yeah. worried, Munaf? Because Manchester City won both their their games, and we tied, we drew both of ours.
1: Nah, I'm not worried. I, uh, I thought. I mean, today was an opportunity to get three points. I'll kind of discount off what happened in the first week because crazy things do happen. I mean, Malcolm could probably attest to this more than I can. But I, I think they're going to be okay. I think we'll be okay. You've just got to be really wary. You've
0: you've yeah. already four points behind City, and you, it's very fine margins. Like you, especially. Yeah. When Liverpool and City are going and winning thirty-one and thirty-two games a season out of thirty-eight, yeah. you can't afford four points. Is a big gap. Uh, yeah. You almost it, it forces you into having to win the games when you play each other. Um, you just leave yourself with no. You've got no more lives. You want to get four or five lives a season. And Liverpool have wasted two in the first two weeks. So yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't bother me even one little bit. Um, <laughs> Man United. Getting beat permanently is absolutely hilarious, though. I'll never get bored of that. Um, there is a third thing I needed to add, actually, is that uh, I know Noah's missing tonight, but for the second time this season, I destroyed him in the d Fantasy League. Um, he came up with some sob story about one stolen base winning me the match. I beat him six to three. I mean, you know what? I didn't win six categories on one stolen base. Uh, yeah, so Noah can uh, bow down to his superior fantasy player here in the D-Gens <laughs> League. No, I will not be making the fantasy playoffs in that one, uh, where I sit nice and comfortable in third in the table. Uh, Right then. So, Tuesday night, MLB. Full slate of games, 15 games. Um, No day baseball tomorrow. Uh, The first game is a 6.40 Eastern first pitch. It is the Philadelphia Phillies and the Cincinnati Reds, where Kyle Gibson will take the hill for the Phillies. And TJ... Are we going with Zook Zoik? I mean Zoik is a more fun pronunciation. TJ Zoik will get the start for the Cincinnati Reds. The Phillies are minus 178. Cincinnati a plus 150. Totally are set at nine and a half. Uh Kyle Gibson, seven and five, four twenty-nine ERA. He's pitched 121 and two thirds with 91 strikeouts. Uh TJ Zoik is 0 and 1. Uh, 13.5 ERA, has only pitched four innings with four strikers. Uh, Kyle Gibson, he's kind of typical Phillies. He, they, they mirror each other, really. He's just plodding along. Um, his last three starts have been decent. He's given up five earned runs in 20 innings. So he's in a, a, a little bit better form. Um, he's got a 473 road ERA, which is a slight concern. Uh, Zoik has one appearance to his name. Uh, four innings pitched, gave up six earned runs against the Mets, and uh, not much really to go on here with the, the lack of stats behind Zoic. Um so, I thought, I thought the safest option there was just Philly on the run line, I think Philly minus one and a half is a decent price um, Cincinnati don't score many runs, you can see Philly putting up four or five maybe, uh, and if he score two or three, that should get it done here, but Yeah, you're taking a bit of a punt uh, with a lack of info on Zyke. So did you know much about him, Munaf, or did you have much of a lean on this game?
1: No, I didn't have much for this game. Um, I mean, you mentioned his last start against the Mets. He got blown up for six earned runs in four innings, uh, two walks, also hit two batsmen in that game as well. So it seems like command is an issue and control is an issue for him. Um, You know, these are the games that Phillies have to win if they want to, you know, stay in the playoff race uh going up against you know one of the worst teams in the national league and and you know uh poor pitching for the cincinnati reds so uh, yeah i I agree if if i did have a play in this game it would probably just be the phillies run line
0: uh dylan anything different to add on this one
2: nothing really yeah give me the phillies here minus one and a half uh i was actually willing to weigh a larger number but at minus 110 i think those are good odds uh I think I said yesterday, you just can't trust the Reds, or at least I can. not And I don't know too much about this TJ kid. He's only making his second start of the season. And this Philly lineup, as much as I don't like them, they can hit the ball. So I think this is a good spot for them. Gibson, he's been pretty good over his last three starts. He's won two of those on the road. So I think the Phillies roll here. Give me the Phillies run line.
0: Uh, Next up, 6-4 Eastern first pitch, the San Diego Padres and the Miami Marlins. Sean Manaya, left-handed pitcher for San Diego. And Edward Cabrera goes for Miami. Uh, San Diego, minus 160. Miami, plus 135. Uh, totally have set at seven and a half. Um, and I haven't written down who's taking the lead on which game. So I'll do that when whoever starts um, handicapping this one. Which one are you boys, is it? I'll take
2: uh,
0: it. Yeah, I think
1: it's uh, Dylan.
2: Dylan. Yeah, okay, so- you go. Yeah, give me the under here, seven and a half at minus one twelve. I made my total six point two. Besides the Marlins not being able to score runs, I really like Eduardo Cabrera. He's only had one bad start, and it was against the Astros on the road. His four other starts, he's allowed combi- uh, He's allowed one combined run in those four starts. So I think he'll be able to keep the fish live in the game. I just don't know if they could give him any run support. So. I do think they're alive. I don't I wouldn't bet them, but I like the underway more. So give me under seven and a half.
1: Under seven and a half of Dylan. Uh moving off, what's your feelings on this one? Yeah, I watched Cabrera in his last start and he, and Dylan's right. I mean, he was absolutely amazing uh for the Miami Marlins. And you know, he mentioned that he only has one bad start and which was against the Houston Astros, but you know, everybody has bad starts against the Houston Astros. So uh, you know, you have the Padres coming in who's their offense is kind of hit or miss and Now, when they go up against, uh, you know, superior pitching, uh, they tend to not do well to the San Diego uh, Padres. So I like the stuff that I've seen from Eduardo uh, uh, Cabrera, sorry, Edward Cabrera and, you know, Sean a left-handed pitcher on the mound. You can't trust the offense. I agree with the under in this game.
0: Yeah, I thought that um, I might be going a bit contrarian here by backing Cabrera, but you both are obviously uh, wise to it as well. I think he's due... um, he had a good start. I think it's due a, a due a win as well. And I think this could be it because Minaya has been vulnerable. Um, you do need a lot of things to go right to get a Miami win because they just don't score many runs. But um, I saw this at one... Uh, just before we started recording here, I said to you boys, I've seen a lot of line movement from games at uh, handicapped, probably... Five hours ago, five or six hours ago, and I had Miami down here at plus one sixty-five. Uh, that's already now shortened up to uh, plus one thirty-five. So uh, there's some money around for Cabrera here, but I'll take I'll take a punt with uh, the home puppy, um, and I'll take Miami on the money line. Next game is the seven five Eastern first pitch between the Chicago Cubs and the Washington Nationals, where Justin Steele will get the start. For the Chicago Cubs, the lefty, and another lefty, Patrick Corbin, goes for the Washington Nationals. The lines are plus 130, home underdog Washington. Uh, Chicago Cubs minus 155. Totally ever set it eight and a half. Uh, and Moon, I think you can lead us off with this one.
1: In what world am I going to put money behind Patrick Corbin? I <laughs> cannot do that at all. I mean, his last five games, guys... 15 and two thirds innings pitch. He's allowed 26 earned runs in that span. ERA of close to 15 at home this season. He's three and seven with a 5.17 ERA. And look, he's given up at least five earned runs in four out of the last five games. He has, he's, hasn't made it past the fifth inning in any of those games. His last start, he only lasted two and a third inning. So it's not very good for the uh, Washington Nationals. when Patrick Corbin is on the mound. Justin Steele, He's been respectable over the season, 4-7 and seven with a 3.63 ERA. Last five games, 1-2 and two with a 2.13 ERA. Did face the Nationals earlier this uh, – sorry, actually last week, where he did go six innings in that game, only gave up two earned runs to the uh, Washington Nationals. So, uh, and against NL East opponents this season, he's 2-0 with a 2.18 ERA. The road ERA is a little concerning at 4.71. Uh, but I think that, again, with Patrick Corbin on the mound, it, the Cubs should be able to put up runs. Give me the first five-inning money line here for the um, Chicago Cubs in this game against Patrick Corbin on the mound.
0: Dylan, I've got a feeling you might lean Cubs here as well.
2: Uh, Actually, I'm going to go attack a total. Give me the over eight and a half. The number seems kind of low. I made my total 9.9, almost out of 10. So mainly because of everything that Munaf was saying, I'm going to fade Patrick Corbin. He's lost six straight. The Nationals have lost seven games in a row that he started, and all those games went over except one. So – I think the Cubs will destroy him. And I like the Cubs' first five money line. I want to see what the number comes out at, but I really like the over eight and a half here.
0: Uh, this was really straightforward for me. It was one of my guys, Steele, uh, who's done me well over the last few weeks um, against one of nobody's guys, uh, Patrick Corbin. So I had the stamina of minus 150, which is just about the limit of stuff we go out. We would often give out a, a unit and a half play. Um, Shifted there, it's just like the minus 155, but that's a negligible move. And the Cubs have been doing it a little bit better lately as well. So um, I just said the Washington are absolutely on the naughty step. Uh, yeah, so I'll take the Cubs uh, all day, every day in that one. 705 Eastern is the Boston Red Sox and the Pittsburgh Pirates, where Nick Pavetta will take to the mound for Boston. And Mitch Keller is the starter for Pittsburgh, I've only got money lines here. I did have totals earlier on. Um, Book's obviously adjusting stuff on the fly here. Uh, Boston are minus 142. Pittsburgh are plus 120. Nick Pavetta is eight and nine, has a 451 ERA, has pitched 129 and two thirds with 124 strikeouts. Mitch Keller is four and eight, has a 425 ERA, has pitched 112 and one third with 91 strikeouts. Uh, Pavetta's struggling he did some stuff earlier in the season that I was quite fond of um, but he's lost it he's fallen off a cliff recently 0-3 uh, and three in his last five starts 6-23 ERA at right, 4-50 ERA on the road so fairly middling um, he's just consistently giving up two or more earned run performances um, he's got a home run problem as well he can't keep the ball in the yard recently uh, which is an issue Um Mitch Keller's been competitive, uh, more than competitive. His last five starts, he's got a 2.45 ERA. So I was interested to see what the total was on this one, but I think this is a decent spot for Pittsburgh. Had them written down at plus 110, they've actually drifted ever so slightly uh, to plus 120. You've got to uh, pick your spots if you're going to get a Pittsburgh winner. But at home, um, behind Keller, who's been, like I say, competitive is the key word, and that'll give you a chance. So yeah, I'll take Pittsburgh here. How about um, your team moving after the Boston Red Sox?
1: Yeah, Pavetta just has not been in great form for the Boston Red Sox. I mean, there's no better way of putting it. I mean, if you take a look at his last five starts, the total runs being scored in those game have been 15, 4, 13, 10, and 12. So not only is he giving it up, but he is getting at least some type of run support from the Boston Red Sox. And like you mentioned, Mitch Keller has been pretty good Uh, over his last five games, one and two with a 2.45 ERA. The one concern I do have about Mitch Keller is that he's still winless at home uh, with a 4.30 ERA. So uh, I agree. I think that we do see runs being scored in this game. Um, And I do trust the Boston Red Sox offense, especially. Tommy Pham has really stepped up at that top of the lineup for the Boston Red Sox. It's just about those power hitters at least uh, um, getting – getting I'm, I'm sorry uh no getting runs across and i think that they're going to be able to do that in this game so uh give me the over eight and a half in this game i'm probably looking at the red Sox um team total in this game as well and as soon as i say that the guardians just hit a three run home run let's go excellent two hit that do we know
0: uh jimenez oh he's been playing well yum he, he made a stellar play in the field earlier i just backing up but, the catcher was trying to throw out a base stealer and absolutely airmailed it about 10 yards right of the bag. And Jimenez appeared from nowhere horizontally uh, and cut the ball off, which was heading out to the right field wall uh, and kept all the base runners where the way. were. Uh, it was fun to watch. Um, yeah, Boston had that great, great win last night against uh, the Yankees in the Sunday night game. Um, yeah. Dylan, do you think Boston can back that up here or are you going to side with Mitch Keller?
2: No, give me the Red Sox here. Mitch Keller has, been, has pitched better at home than on the road. You're right, but the Pirates have lost four of his last five starts at home. Like Munaf said, he's winless at home. I just don't trust him or the Pirates to give him any run support. They blew the game yesterday in the ninth inning against the Giants. So, And the Sox, they've been playing better baseball. They took two or three from the Yankees. I know they're struggling, so maybe they could build off of that a little bit. So on the road, I, I do like dirty water. Give me the Red Sox.
0: Uh, next up, 7.05 Eastern first pitch is the Tampa Bay Rays and the New York Yankees, where Jeffrey Springs, it's another double lefty matchup, here. Yeah? Uh, Jeffrey Springs for the Tampa Bay Rays will take on Nesta Cortez of the New York Yankees. The lines are going to be further up the page, I reckon. Yeah, there they are. Tampa Bay plus 166. New York Yankees, Uh shade... Under two to one on minus one ninety-eight. Totally a set at seven and a half. Uh, Dylan, lead us off with your favorite team, the Yanks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Tricky game here, but I did make the Yankees a minus one sixty favorite. I was able to get the Rays at plus one seventy-two. So I think there's some value here with the Rays. The Yankees are just not themselves right now after the all-star break. I can't back them at this number, but Jeffrey Springs, he's been pretty solid on the road this season. Three and one. And he's only allowed three runs in his last three starts on the road. So I think the struggles continue for the offense, for the Yankees. I think they're missing Stanton a little more than they're, they're leading up to. So Springs, I think they could keep, keep him alive here on the road. So I'll take Ray's first five plus a half. And I'll also take a shot with them full game money line.
0: Uh, Moon, I thought you'd make of this one.
1: Yeah, definitely. Again, there is at this big n- of a number, there is value here on the New York Yankees, and I mean they've been struggling since the All Star break, and, and that's an understatement. Um, you know, and again, just echoing what Dylan said, that they are missing stand in this lineup. You know, when you when you're you know power bats right in the middle of it, behind Aaron Judge, you know, providing some protection and you know hitting the home runs that he can. That Pop has not been there since uh, he went on the IL. Uh, looking at the uh, WRC numbers over the last two weeks against left-handed pitching. New York Yankees are still up there at number seven, but they, they were, I think, number one or number two prior to the stand injury. And uh, the Tampa Bay Rays are all the way down to number 24 over the last two weeks in WRC plus against left-handed pitching. Um, and both these pitchers have good numbers. Uh, um, you know, on the road, Jeffrey Springs, 3-1 with a 2.77 ERA against East teams, 2-1 and with a 2.89 ERA. Nestor Cortez is undefeated at home at 4-0 with a 2.06 ERA, which I, I, I love this under. Uh, in this game between these two squads. Again, like we mentioned, that the, both of these offence are really struggling. And now we have a lefty-on-lefty matchup. I really do like the under at 7.5. It looks like it's trending towards an 8. And if it does, I'm going to wait it out and see if it does get to 8. And I really will pull the plug on the under 8 if it does get there. But uh do like the under in this game.
0: Yeah, I think I've been waiting for a, a spot where the Yankees can get right because they have been scuffling along. And I think this might be it because this Tampa Bay Rays offense isn't much to write home about. We've mentioned that. A few times, and actually the Yankees hit lefties better than the hit righties. Uh, the 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 batting average against left-handed pitching is a few a few ticks higher than it is against the righties. And I just think springs is going to drop off a little bit. I think it's almost inevitable uh, that Springs' level of performance will drop off. So I'm going to take the Yankees on the run line here. Um, it could be a relatively low-scoring game, but I think the, Yan- the Yankees could get this done. Maybe something like four to one, five to two, and um, behind Cortez. I think it was a good, a good spot back at home. Uh, the Yankees can start correcting the ship uh, and moving forwards again. Um, so that was my reading of that one. Um, all the lines that we're giving you here on the MLB Gambling Podcast are to be found at Win Bet. Absolutely, the place to uh, Put all your major league baseball bets on they have their reduced juice in baseball um as well as the the new customer offer uh, which is a hundred dollar match bet uh, you bet a hundred bucks you will get a free hundred dollar bet the casino is always rolling twenty four hours a day as well hundred percent deposit match at the casino up to one thousand dollars um also we have just released their first um quarterback with five td prop bets so uh, Moon off, I'm sure that's something you'll be tackling on the all-new uh, NFL Gambling Podcast, which we're really looking forward to. Uh, lots to shoes on. Get over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet um, and they'll know that we sent you sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet. Offer subject to change, T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through winbet available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call one 800 522 4 7 double zero odds trader uh, is a new sponsor we have here as well. Uh, what an outstanding tool this is. Uh, For anyone who, like us, likes a little bet, you can uh, compare odds from all the major sports books. You can compare different sign-ups, promos, bonus codes, things like that. And then OddsTrader will also give you uh, player stats, key game stats, injury reports, all the stuff we use, but it's never all in one place. Uh, You don't need to have three or four different tabs open because OddsTrader have it all there for you. Uh, The place to go to is OddsTrader.com slash wire. Uh, Odds Trader is the number one side for all your game day bets. Next up is... Uh, grave danger of forgetting this Mets game because the timing's right in the middle, but we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, 707 Eastern first pitch, the Baltimore Orioles, the Toronto Blue Jays, where Dean Kramer will go for Baltimore and Alec Manoa draws the start for Toronto. Baltimore plus 180. Uh, Toronto are minus two ten. Totally errors at eight and a half. Uh Moonaf lead us off with
1: interesting matchup. This Baltimore a good price. Yeah, Dean Kramer on the mound here. He's one in three over his last five starts, five point nine six ERA. He's allowed 17 earned runs at about 25 and two thirds innings pitched on the road this season. Uh pretty respectable. Two and two with a three point nine eight ERA, but against division opponents, he's oh and two with a four point seven one ERA. Um I don't think he has started against the Blue Jays this season. Let me see if I can filter that down here. Um, no, so he did have three appearances last season against the Blue Jays where he went 10 and one-thirds innings combined in three appearances and allowed 13 earned runs to this team. Uh, he also gave up six home runs to the Toronto Blue Jays. and I think Blue Jays do get George Springer back on Monday night, so I think that just changes the complete uh, you know, dynamics of this offense where they're completely a better team. When you have a guy like um, George Springer at the top of your lineup, really, you know, setting the tone for this team. Alec Manoa, you know, we've talked about him a lot this season, having a great season. Twelve and five with a two point five six ERA at home this season. Six and two with a um, two point four eight ERA. He's only allowed eighteen earned runs in sixty three and sixty five and one thirds innings pitched against division opponents. Four and two with a one point nine nine ERA. Uh, His last start was against the Baltimore Orioles where he did give up three earned runs in five innings. But I do trust Alec Manoa more at home uh, than I do on the road. And, you know, he's starting here at home. Uh, over his career, this dates back to last season. He has a 2-0 record with a 2.96 ERA against the Baltimore Orioles. Only allowed nine earned runs in about 27 and one-thirds innings pitched against them. So I think there's a good bounce-back spot here for Alec Manoa. only way I would play this is on the run line with Alec Manoa. I currently see that at even money, uh, and I think that this is a time where the Blue Jays finally get rolling here. So give me the Blue Jays' run line, minus one and a half, even money with Alec Manoa on the mound.
0: Yeah, Munaf, you're absolutely correct to say that the return of George Springer is a key factor, um, and you're absolutely right to point that out. Um, I came down um, on the side of the under here, but I saw the again, more line movement. This was at nine and a half uh, about four or five hours ago. It's, now, it's moved a whole point, um, a whole run into eight and a half. Just because, like you say, I do trust Minora. I trust Minora at home. Baltimore, as well as they've done, they don't score loads of runs. Um but I also like how cream has been going. So nine and a half looked high. I might have to revisit it at eight and a half um, and have a little think about that. But my initial lead was to the under. Uh, Dylan, what was your number on this one?
2: Yeah, my number was 7.7. So I'm going under wow. as well. I, I, got eight, I got eight and a half. I wish I saw a nine and a half. I got eight and a half at even money though. So two good pitchers on the bump with uh, Dean and Manoa. Kramer, he he tends to give up a little more contact on the road, but most of his games on the road have gone under the number, while Manoa hasn't been his normal self the past few games. But he's faced the Orioles twice, and while while at home, he shut them down. So I don't know if he'll be able to go out there and shut them down again, but I I think we see another low-scoring game. It's scary to take the under between these two teams, but I think between these two pitchers, I think we see a low-scoring game.
0: Yeah, completely agree with you, Dylan. Um seven ten Eastern first pitch, the Detroit Tigers and the Cleveland Guardians carrying on the series that started with a double header, um, which is in play as we speak. Garrett Hill will start for the Detroit Tigers and Zach Plezak goes for the Cleveland Indians. Indians. Lions here are uh Cleveland are minus two hundred uh favourites, Detroit plus one seventy. What are you all laughing at? you what's said going
2: Indians when did the oh
0: shit first time this season really
2: you, you um. went you went a few months
0: mate um. what's the date August the 14th or oh, whatever I managed that that's incredible well done well <laughs> spotted as well because if you there's no way I would have spotted you uh mentioned it it does say in in shy letters on that screen Guardians as well oh, that's incredible um Okay. Um, I, I think I called the Detroit Tigers the Detroit Lions the other night and no one knows. I'll be doing some football research. I always get them two mixed up. They shouldn't be allowed two big cats in the same city. It's confusing. Um, the Cleveland Guardians are minus 200. Detroit a plus 170. Total area set at eight and a half. Uh, Garrett Hill, two and three. 466 ERA, 36 and two thirds. Pitched 18 strikeouts. Uh, Zach, please. two and 10. 432 ERA, 114 and two thirds with 90 strikeouts. Um, Hill has had two good starts his last couple, but they're both being at home. Now, what you need to decide today with Garrett Hill is, do you trust the last two starts and do you trust the fact that he's settled down a little bit? Um, as say, he's only pitched 36 innings. Uh, so as he just settled into this role in the majors or going on the road, does that cause you a problem again? Because he's pitched 15 innings on the road uh, and he's struggled with it. He's got a 7.8 ERA. Uh, so you need to decide whether the, he can translate that better home form and take it with him tomorrow into Cleveland. Uh, Zach please, Zach. eventually had a good start last time I and mean, I think we all backed him. He was uh, he, he cashed some decent bets for us last week. It has been rare though. I mean, that two in 10... Record is pretty ugly. Bear in mind, this Guardians team have been winning games. I thought this had the look of a slow burner about it, a little bit like the game that's in progress now. We just mentioned that Cleveland had taken a four to one lead, but what in him was that seventh or eighth or something along those lines? Uh, that was that game was one one pretty late on, and I think this game tomorrow can mirror that. Um, so it was the first five under for me, um, on this one, uh, Detroit and the Guardians, Dylan. Um, what do you? Uh, Reckon to this
2: yeah another under for me as well I was able to grab an under eight and a half I see mostly eights out there now I still like the under I made my total 7.7 7. Zach Zack, he just faced the Tigers last week and was actually really good he was able to go six innings only give up one run in general actually the whole season Plesek has done pretty well against the Tigers hasn't given up more than two runs per outing this year against them so I agree. I think we'll continue like today's mirror, another low scoring game and the Tigers just can't buy runs right now. So under eight and a half, under eight, whatever you could get. I like that.
1: Uh, Munaf, Detroit to Cleveland. Yeah, this might be a series where you're probably just going to want to bet the guardians um, on the uh, run line, every single game. Uh, you know, today was an example of that on Monday afternoon where Aaron Savali has great numbers against this team and you know he's covered the run line uh, in seven out of those nine games And i think that's going to continue here with zach plezak i know he doesn't have a win registered this season against the detroit tigers but i think this you know this tigers team has kind of i guess maybe folded up for the season and offensively they're just not there guys um you know again one run today offense has just has not been very good for them Zach please, Zach. this season, 16 innings pitch, he's only allowed five earned runs. Uh, like Dylan mentioned, he hasn't given up more than two in any of the appearances so far this season. And again, you know, we talk about teams that are motivated and, you know, between the Twins and the Guardians, these are two teams that you don't want to get in front of because they are battling for that AL Central Division. Um, and every game is going to be important. And you have to take care of business against teams like the Tigers uh, in that division that are just not very good this season. So I'm going to be on the uh, Guardians run line here again, minus one and a half with Pleasac like on the mound. And, you know, you mentioned it there, Malcolm, as well, is that Garrett Hill, despite having a a – Solid two outings over his last two games. Uh, He's gotten into trouble on the road where he's 0-3 with a 7.80 ERA. So I'm going to continue to fade that. I think the Guardians will put up enough runs to get the run line here, and I'm looking at a similar situation as it was on Monday afternoon where they get a 4-1, 5-1 type of victory. So give me the Guardians on the run line, minus 1.5 at even money as well.
0: Uh, Your mate, Javi Baez, made his 500th error this afternoon at uh, shortstop as well. So that was a a nice milestone for him. We should Uh,
1: be a player prop on that, Malcolm.
0: (laughs) Over under one and a half errors per game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He just bobbled it, then picked it up, then just launched it three yards left of first base. (laughs) Uh, Everybody was safe. Um, 7.20 Eastern first pitch. I have remembered to scroll back to the top where the New York Mets will take on the Atlanta Braves. Taiwan Walker. Goes for the Mets and Uncle Charlie Morton for Atlanta. The Mets are plus 115. Atlanta minus 135. Totally is eight and a half. Um, I purposely took this away from Dylan so we can get a fair handicap on this first up. Uh Moonaf, you can handicap that for us. <laughs> That's
1: not fair. Uh all right. So <laughs> Uncle Charlie on the mound for the uh Braves, like you mentioned. Taiwan Walker. Uh, another pitcher that I'm surprised to see has ten uh uh ten victories on the season. But you know, when you kind of dig a look or take a more in-depth look at it, you know, Mets have, you know, the amount of wins that they do have this season for a reason. So, you know, Walker, I think the number is really inflated here over his last five games because he did get roughed up by this Braves team uh back on Friday, uh August 5th, where he gave up eight earned runs in that first inning to the Braves, allowed two home runs in that game. Um so you know the the number is inflated there, but on the road so far this season six and two with a three point three eight ERA against NL East teams five and one with a four point two zero ERA. If we take away those eight and runs that he gave up to the Braves, um, those numbers are significantly going to look better. But I think this might be a spot where you know this is a, a bounce back spot for Walker uh, against the Braves. Um, you know, despite getting blown up in his last game, I think that he can you know bounce back here. Um, Uncle Charlie Morton, you know he's hasn't been very good against the Braves. Sorry, against the Mets this season. Um, he's 0 2 with a 7.59 ERA, allowed nine earned runs in 10 and two thirds innings pitched against them. Against NL East opponents, two and three with a 4.84 ERA, 24 earned runs in about 43 innings pitched. Last start, he got hit up by the Boston Red Sox. Uh, six innings, gave up five earned runs, allowed three home runs in that game as well. So um I think there's an opportunity for the Mets to bounce back here against um the Braves and the uh, – or sorry, for Walker to bounce back against the Braves. So at an under, underdog price at plus 115, I'm going to take the Mets on the money line uh, for this game here, Malcolm.
0: Dylan, surprises, What you thinking?
2: No surprise here. Give me the Mets
0: <laughs> on <money> line. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're short in the, the Eagles. <laughs>
2: I have to. I have to. Mets first five plus a half as well. Munaf's a very smart man back in the Mets right now. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have to go through this every time we handicap the Mets, but we've owned this team. And honestly, every team in our division, we have yet to lose a series this year against any team in our division. And the Mets just seem to get up for these big games. I think there was a stat like we're 31 and 19 against uh playoff teams this year. So It's going to be a huge series. We we know it, this four-game series. I I think with how well we've been able to play, I don't think we should be dogs right now. I get that Atlanta's home, but Mets on the road. They're 35-21, and and I think Walker's going to be laser-focused. He's going to come ready to pitch. He's going to have a bounce-back start, and Munoff hit the nail on the head. Uh, The Mets have just tattooed uh, Uncle Charlie every time he's come out. So give me the road puppy, actually, this time, and first five plus a half.
1: I think um, sorry I wanna sorry to interrupt you. Um, yeah, I think that if the Mets, you know, win three out of the four uh in this series against the Braves, I think they I mean, they're they pretty the much, yeah, they clinched the division. I mean, I know it's still early on and things can happen, but uh, that puts, probably puts them out to, what, eight-and-a-half game lead? Or, sorry, yeah. a seven-and-a-half game lead. And if you take a look at their schedule uh, left through the New York, uh, New York Mets, they have the fourth easiest schedule remaining, uh, and they have games against the Pirates, the, the Rockies, the six against the Nationals, three against the A's. So, you know, I think they're going to be really focused for this series, and I think that they can wrap up this division look, just looking at what's remaining on their schedule
0: oh, I've got bad news for you, uh, Dylan here is that um I like the Mets as well in this spot. Um actually had a it was even money earlier on, so that line has shifted a little bit. The Mets have drifted out to plus one fifteen. But yeah, I'm just not really convinced by what Morton's done um this season. Like you say, the Mets are where they are for a reason. They've uh, been really good against those top sides. There was a great stat you rolled out about their um their winning performance against playoff teams. So yeah, um I think we're a slightly better team, and I think you're getting a slightly better picture. So yeah, plus one fifteen, uh, very appealing price there. I, have I will a make that
2: real quick before we move on, yeah. did, did the Mets break the Yankees? Because as soon as we beat them, they went into this losing streak.
0: Is that what you uh, is that what That's you'd like what to think, think, Dylan?
2: That's what I like to think. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> do, do you guys think that though? Uh no.
1: I don't think they broke them. I, again, I, we know we talked about Stanton being out, and it's really their pitching. Like, there's no mm. answers for them at the at the pitching position. I mean, you know, you have Garrett Cole. You don't know what you're going to get from him. But, I mean, I, I know you have Cortez, but it's there's just something that's missing from this team, and the bullpen has not been very good for them either. So, I don't know. I, I just don't think they have the ingredients for them to win a championship. And I think they're pretty much doomed because, you know, Malcolm picked them to win it. <laughs>
0: No, I think, I mean, everyone has a little slump at some point, even, I mean, the Dodgers are going to do it. And I think what happened is that they've missed, you can either miss hitters, you can miss start and pitching or have a slump in start and pitching. And then your bullpen pieces. And the Yankees, see, this has all happened at the same time. And It actually might not be a bad thing, because they can just ride this slump out for two, two and a half weeks uh, and then just get back on the horse. And as we mentioned earlier on, when I was handicapping that Yankees game, this looks like a good get right spot for me. And then uh, Stanton will be back. And yeah, I think they'll be absolutely fine. I just think there's been a bit of a perfect storm of uh, all three facets of the game that uh, have just dipped kind of at the same time. Um, but yeah, no worries for me at all. I'll still uh, I'll still be cashing those tickets in October, boys. I'll buy you a pint out the winnings. Um, Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game, type under the sun, pick'em survivors, fantasy pools, it's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features. Um, we at the MLB Gambling Podcast uh, have teamed up with Run Your Pool uh, and we're offering a SGP and NFL Survivor Contest, uh, which is free to enter. So you need to go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com survivor, sportsgamblingpodcast.com survivor, and the prizes are $500 to the winner and a $250 gift card. So SGP and Store, um, on the subject of football, Sleeper, the fantasy app that we all use, over 4 million users, um, have added a over or under game to their app where you can pick some player props, um, overs, unders, you can pick your sport, pick your players, and then you can win 2 to 20 times the money that you stake by being correct. NFL season is right around the corner and Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into your fantasy experience. Uh, there's a great little chat feature as well. You can get in there with all your friends. You can copy each other's picks, uh, ride the hot hand, download Sleeper. Now use the code Sleeper.com/sgp and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to one hundred dollars. Sleeper.com/sgp. You'll get a hundred dollar match on your first bonus. T's and C's apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. We are heading to. Eastern first pitch between the Kansas City Royals and the Minnesota Twins where Zach Greinke will start on the road for Kansas and Sonny Gray goes for Minnesota. Uh, Minus 190 on the Twins. Kansas City plus 160. Total set at eight and a half. Uh, And this one is going across two. D-Rock lead us off.
2: Yeah, give me the twins here, Malcolm. Minus one and a half. I was actually surprised we we're getting plus money on the run line, but I'll take it. Grankey's been awful on the road. 0 7 with a 716 ERA. He's 0 2 against Minnesota with a 6 ERA, and the twins are hitting 333 off of him. So, not someone I really want to back. And Sonny Gray's just been much better than Grankey, especially at home. So, I think the twins keep it rolling. Give me minus one and a half twins at uh, plus 115.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we talked about Grinky this season. Pitcher that you want to back at home on the road 0-5, 7.16 ERA. He's not been very good against the Twins this season. Two appearances. He has an ERA of six, giving up six earned runs and nine innings pitched against them. Um, and again, like I talked about with the Guardians, it's a team like Twins that want to beat up on the lesser competition of the division. Um, so I, again, I do like the run uh, run line here with uh, Minnesota Twins. Uh, give me the money's one and a half plus 115 as well.
0: Um, I took to the total for this game eight and a half um, and I like the under just basically as a, as, a, as a bet on Sonny Gray to go well meaning that um, Minnesota would have to score all of those runs themselves I thought eight, round about eight um, looked like an appropriate line this has got the look of maybe a 6-2 about it um, Greinke will keep up some runs but he has, been, he, he has struggled on the road yet but he's, he's been a little bit more serviceable lately and Minnesota aren't um, particularly potent offence well, I think they can put it together enough to win uh, but the, the total here at 8.5 uh, looks vulnerable to me so I'm happy to dip underneath uh, that one 7.45 Eastern first pitch the Colorado Rockies and the St. Louis Cardinals uh, two lefties again Kyle Freeland for Colorado and Jose Quintana will go for the St. Louis Cardinals the Cardinals are further up the page Hang on, there we go. Uh, minus two oh nine, St. Louis, uh, Colorado, plus one seventy two. Totally a set at seven and a half. Uh, Moonaf, it looks like a home banker, but could you make a case for Colorado?
1: I can't. Um, the St. Louis Cardinals, over the last two weeks, weighted run, uh, weighted runs created plus, are number four in the entire league. Um their OP their slugging is number three. Ops is number four. And um they are just crushing it. A team batting average. I'm sorry, was the other one that I was looking at? It dipped down to number eight. But you know, th- these two teams just recently matched up uh I think two weeks ago. And I'm oh, sorry, last week, and Kyle Freeland got hit against this um Cardinals offense. He went four and one thirds innings, gave up ten hits. In that game, six earned runs allowed, two walks in that game, so it wasn't very pretty for him. They got to him early, and they got to him often in that game. And on the road so far this year, Kyra has been respectable at 3-4, and four, but the way that the um, Cardinals are hitting against left-handed pitching, I think that's what really sets uh, makes the difference here for me as well. Jose Quintana has kind of struggled against the Colorado Rockies this season, uh, but he did have a great outing against them in his last start, actually in Colorado, where he did go six innings and only allowed two earned runs, struck out six in that span as well. And early on in the season, guys, we talked about how Colorado was really good against left-handed pitching over the last, uh, or at least over the course of the season. Uh, they've kind of taken a dip there, down to number, uh, let's see, number ten now. They are still top ten, but again, Cardinals are a team that are are motivated right now. They're they're in control of that NL Central i like them to get the victory here and take care of business against the Colorado Rockies. Give me the run line here for the Colorado – sorry, for the St. Louis Cardinals. Also be looking at a team total, probably five and a half. Uh, If you get a four and a half in this game, I think that that's what the number may be, especially with a total of seven and a half. But uh, I think that the the Cardinals take care of business here, especially on the run line at plus money. Uh, Dylan, Colorado –
2: Yeah, same thing. Give me the Cardinals run line at plus 115. Uh, These two uh, pitchers just faced each other last week, and Cardinals got the win comfortably. Kyle Freeland, he has pitched better on the road this year, but I just don't trust him against this Red Hot Cardinal team. Everything that um, Mudoff just said. I think Jose Quintana is the much better pitcher. I expect some runs to be scored from both sides. I do like the over. I set my total at 8.4. But I think the the Cardinals get the win comfortably. So, give me the Cardinals minus one and a half at plus 115.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love the over as well here. I thought exactly the same as you, Dylan. Runs from both sides. Um, not interested in Freeland at all. And I think Quintana could be good for two or three. I saw this at seven earlier on. In the, um, I, Yeah, I know. I was absolutely stunned by that. And I, That's got a uh, seven and a half, but it's still... Um, I think this could easily get to tonight something like seven to three. I predicted quite a lot of correct scores today, but yeah, I think we can get the double figures. Yeah, um, yeah, that that caught my eye that one. Um, couple of familiar faces in the chat room. Uh, David, good evening, and John Lee's there as well. Uh, always enjoy uh, John's input. Yes, oh, yeah, absolutely, old school DJ and uh, always loads of fun in the what was the Slack channel now the Discord as well. Uh, very sharp mind, uh, Jong Um 8.05 Eastern first pitch is the Oakland Athletics at the Texas Rangers. This is the only game on this slate that is off the board. We have no pitcher for Texas. None of us could find the pitcher here. J.P. Sears um, goes for Oakland, and I can tell you a little bit about him, but that's all uh, on this one. Uh, CS he's got a 3-0 record uh, this season. He's only pitched 27 and a third with 18 strikeouts. This is going to be his second start since he was traded across uh, from the Yankees, I think he came from. Um, And his first start was all right. two runs, three hits on five and a third. I like him. I think he's going to go okay. Um, Having said that, I have got nothing else to add to this game at all, particularly with no Texas pitcher. So um, either of you boys want to chip in at this point or
1: are we scooching on to the next one? Uh, nothing for me
2: yeah nothing for me as well I do see Colby Allard maybe getting the potential start so maybe a um, bullpen game for them
0: yeah okay Uh, so a hard scooch is the answer there 8-10 Eastern first pitch the Houston Astros at the Chicago White Sox this is the pitching matchup of the day Justin Verlander for the Houston Astros and Dylan Cease for the Chicago White Sox find the lines for you oh shoot sorry I lost my page Um, there we go Houston are minus 130 the White Sox are plus 110 Tolia is set at 7 uh, which raised a few eyebrows amongst YouTube two boys uh, Dylan, um, great pitching matchup
2: yeah, best one on the slate for tomorrow. I got two plays here. Give me the Astros money line. I was able to get them at -116, and I'm obviously going to oh, go nice. under 7 at -102. Um, yeah, both both pitchers in this matchup ERA lower than 2. It, that, I think that's remarkable to see, especially how late we are into the season. So, uh I do trust the Astros more, not only with their bats, but with Verlander on the mound. Both have been fantastic, but Ver- Verlander has been a little better on the road while Cease, he struggled early on at home, plus the White Sox like I always mentioned, they're not the best home team, so I think both pitchers get theirs, uh, but they keep this game under, so maybe you want to look first five under, but I like the full game under here, so I made my total
1: 6.1 Moonaf, are you tailing the under? Yeah, I was very surprised to see this number at, at 7 um, you know, especially with like you know, Dylan mentioned the way these two guys have been, you know, dealing the ball since the All Star break. And I know Noah dropped a note as well in our uh, little uh, Slack channel there. Um, and I'll read it off here. So, season Verlander tomorrow may be the first pitching uh, matchup of sub two ERAs qualifying pitchers since 1985. Um, this late in the season, it's very rare to even have one uh you know one pitcher that's uh under two as far as era let alone two so you go back all the way to you know september 11 1985 i think that's the last time it pretty it happened so you know i'm gonna go under this game as well under seven um if i had to pick a side i would go with the uh with the astros in this game as well just because like dylan mentioned i do trust verlander a little more than i do trust dylan cease i know um verlander gave up three and run to the texas rangers it was bound to happen for him to come down back to earth a little bit but i think he can you know pick up right where he left off uh in this game so astros money line minus 130 and the under seven in this game as well for me
0: yeah you're right about that number seven uh being quite surprising i think we the sure we did last night moon after and a six and a half on that um, yeah, slate which were Musgrove against Alcantara and then Luis Castillo and Shohei Ohtani both came in at six and a half. So why Verlander Sis Um then comes in at seven uh, is a bit of a head scratcher. So yeah, I won't add too much onto this. Um, I like the plays you both given out. I like Houston, uh, great price, Dylan, minus one sixteen. Um, and I like the under. Yeah, so nothing very um original to add to both of those picks. The 8 10 Eastern first pitches, the Elliott Dodgers at the Milwaukee Brewers, where Ryan Pepiot, who we're going with a soft French tea, um, will go for the Elliott Dodgers. And Brandon Woodruff gets the start for the Milwaukee Brewers. The lines are, oh my goodness, all over the place here. The Dodge. oh, it's a pick him, we got to pick him. Uh, minus 110 each of two, uh, total here is set it's
1: 8 moon uh, moonaf um is it pepiotto or pepio where are you going your guess is better than mine you know how i am with pronunciations um <laughs> i'm just going to call him ryan cuz i don't want to uh, <laughs> mess up his last name here but um you know he's been pretty good for the uh los angeles dodgers this season he has a 1-0 record i know he got a start in his last game or sorry uh, his last two games and um he, he did get into a little bit of trouble against the Twins uh, last game where he did go four earned runs in that game. Um, the issue with him, with Ryan, is that he, he's prone to giving up <laughs> walks. And if you kind of take a look at his last five appearances, he's allowed at least three walks in four of the last five games. So, you know, if, if the Milwaukee Brewers are able to stay patient at the plate here, they can draw some walks, and that's how they're going to probably, you know, score some runs and play some small ball, whether it's, you know, slack flies or Bunts or things like that. I think that p- teams have gotten away from that, you know, in this era of baseball. So I think that's the one that, one thing that I'm going to be looking out for is that if the Brewers are able to stay patient at this plate um, against him. I think that you know they'll be able to put up some runs here. Brandon Woodruff on the season, he's having another great year nine and three with a three point five two ERA. Even better at home where he's undefeated five and zero with a two point three eight ERA. You guys know how hard it is for me to pick against the Dodgers, and and I like a lot of us that are. It's hard to pick against the Dodgers just because they've been on a roll over their last thirteen games. I know they dropped the game against the Royals on Sunday, but. Um, I think there's a spot where the uh, Brewers can probably steal one behind Brandon Woodruff. So give me the uh, Milwaukee Brewers here on the money line. Uh, I actually kind of do like it in the first five uh, innings behind Brandon Woodruff. That's going to be my play. First five innings money line with the Brewers.
0: Dylan, it's a pick Can you
1: split them?
2: Yeah, it's going to be a surprise, but I'm actually going to side with Moon off. I'm taking the Brewers here as well. I know I was the one who said yesterday, you can't fade the Dodgers right now, but I- I'm going to go with... Pepeyot, I think that's how you pronounce it, but I'm going to go with Ryan as well. I I just can't trust him over Woodruff right now. He's been lights out at home, Brandon Woodruff, 5-0, 238 ERA, and opponents are only hitting 171 off of him in in Milwaukee. So I I know the Dodgers are red hot right now, but I think this could be a bad spot. And you mentioned uh, the walks. Uh, Brewers, they are very patient at the plate. They're sixth in the league with regards to walks, so – If they could be a little more patient tomorrow, get some runners on base, I do like them first five as well. But I'm going to go full game money line. I got it at minus 105.
0: Uh, Well, a few boys are going to zig. I will zag. Um, I can't fear the Dodgers. We talked about it last night and I won't fear the Dodgers, especially against a team that I find hard to back. I'm not um, convinced at all by the Brewers. I really find it hard to pick them. Um, It's got to be special circumstances for me to get behind the Brewers. And against the Dodgers, I'm just not going to do it. Yes, they've got... Uh normally a much a much better pitcher on the mound in Woodruff. Uh, but I still I still think the Dodgers have got enough in that lineup um to be able to to stay with them and outscore them. Especially because the Brewers the Brewers will score three or four runs. In which case the Dodgers will score four or five. So yeah, it's dead straightforward that. Um the LA Dodgers at minus one ten. Uh
2: Moon off a quick side note, Walker Bueller is having yeah. season ending surgery on his elbow. Yeah, I was gonna Ooh, okay. mention
1: that. Yeah. That that's a blow to them. I mean that that's one of the guys that's their ace, um, and you know we know about Clayton Kershaw. He's been dealing with stuff as well, so maybe some question marks here for this pitching staff going into the postseason. I know they still have Tyler Anderson and Tony Gonsolin, but um, you know it's a different animal when you're going into the postseason. Absolutely, uh, two games left. The
0: penultimate game here will be a 9:38 Eastern first pitch between the Seattle Mariners and the LA Angels. Um, double left-handed pitching again. Robbie Ray for Seattle and Jose Suarez for the Angels. The Angels are a home puppy, plus 145. Seattle, minus 170. Uh, totally set at 7.5. Robbie Ray, 8-8, eight and eight, 390 ERA. 136 innings pitched, 156 strikeouts. Suarez four and four with a four four ERA. 62 innings pitched, 61 strikeouts. Um, Robbie has struggled a little bit lately, uh, but his one good start came on the fifth of August against the LA Angels. Um, this looks like it could fit to me. Just just the eye test. Obviously, he had that start against him. Robbie. Ray's thing is striking people out. Um. The LA Angels thing is striking out. So it just, uh, it's just hand in glove, uh, these two things. Suarez, um, 365 ERA in his last five, been going along OK. Has pitched 10-1, one third against Seattle so far this season, only giving up one earned run in that time. This is set up beautifully for an under at 7.5. Uh, so that will be my play, Dylan.
2: Oops, sorry, I was on mute, but uh, no, I'm going to actually go with the Mariners minus one and a half at even money. So I I know Robbie Ray, he hasn't done his best work on the road, but he hasn't been as bad as advertised. Plus, he's done really well against the Angels this season. He's faced them twice. He's only given up two runs in 14 innings. So I I think the Mariners need to win this series because they're pushing for a playoff spot. I think they'll be a little more focused. They did drop two or three from the Rangers, which kind of worried me a little bit but uh i think they bounce back here on the road give me the mariners minus one and a half at even money
0: okay so we got one on the under one on the mariners moving off where's the third vote going
1: yeah i mean you kind of take a look at what everything that you know dylan just said there that he's been incredible against the angels in two starts this season and they've won both their games um I agree that uh, I think Mariners will take care of business here. And again, you can't trust the Angels' bat to you know put up very many runs just because. Again, number one, they just haven't been great off uh, offensively. But Robbie Ray, uh, like Dylan mentioned, has shut them down. Um, I'm going to go with the strikeout prop here with Robbie Ray. He struck out ten batters again, uh, ten batters each in two starts this season against the LA Angels. So I think that you know this might be another game where he has eight, nine, possibly again ten strikeouts against the Angels. So uh, I do agree about the under. I do agree about the Mariners, but I think the one play for me will be Robbie Ray strikeouts in this game.
0: Uh, final game on the slate, nine forty-five Eastern. First pitch between the Arizona Diamondbacks and the San Francisco Giants. Merrill Kelly. Is on the bump for Arizona and Jake Junis will take the ball for San Francisco. It's the 2nd pickem um, of the evening, minus 110 each of two. Total here set at eight. Dylan lead us off with the D-backs at the Giants.
2: Besides the Verlander and Cease matchup, I think this is a close second. I really like this matchup between Kelly and Jacob Junis, but uh, I'll end the show with a total. I couldn't come down on a side... Um, so give me the under a another game where, like I said, we have two really good pitchers. Kelly's going for the Snakes. Junis is on the bump for the Giants. Junis, he already shut down the D-backs last month, and with Kelly, he's been great on the road this season. In his last three starts on the road, he's allowed three runs in 20 innings. He he also hasn't allowed more than two runs and three starts against the Giants. So this game just screams under to me. Uh, during the night in the Bay Area, I think the ball dies down a little bit. So... Give
0: me the under eight. Uh, Well, I'll chip in there then because exactly the same handicap. Two pitches that I like against two offenses that don't do a lot in a pitcher's park. Um, Under eight um, was a fairly straightforward pick. Munaf?
1: Yeah, I mean, Junis hasn't been very good over his last five games. 0-2 with a 7.16 CRA. It was against the Padres and the Dodgers. So, I mean, you know, how much can you, you know, really – I guess, penalize him for that. Um, He has been good against the Arizona Diamondbacks. I know it's only one start. It's a very small sample. We at four and one thirds. But I think what I really like is how Merrill Kelly has gone against this uh, team this season. I agree about the under in this game. I'll possibly also look at the uh, team total under for the Giants in this game as well, just because, you know, we talked about how good Merrill Kelly has been. Uh, He's only given up uh, three. Sorry, he gave up one to the Giants in the first five And then in the start, most recent start on July 25th, the D-backs actually shut out the Giants. So this number comes out around three and a half. I think I like the under Giants team total in this game uh, with Merrill Kelly on the mound. Also, we'll take the Diamondbacks' first five-inning money line as well. Uh, I really like Kelly and the way he's been in uh, recent form, um, not only pitching, but also against the Giants.
0: Okay, lock and dog picks to come. Uh, After our final couple of messages here, uh, Trade Coffee um, connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever made by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. Uh, Trade customers are truly impactful uh, for these independent roasters, often being the largest source of new growth for them. Uh, What you need to do is um, take a little coffee quiz uh, and Trade will pair you up uh, with the best uh, the most suitable coffee for you with a little algorithm um, they will find a perfect coffee for you um, first match guarantee as well uh, traders confident they'll match you right first time if they don't they'll take your feedback and a coffee expert will work with you to send you a brand new bag um, you can get it as whole beans or ground however you brew it at home and they guarantee you'll love your first order or as I said they'll replace it for free trade has delivered 5 million bags of fresh coffee, with more than three quarters of a million positive reviews. Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com SGP. So get started by taking the quiz at drinktrade.com SGP and let Trade find you a coffee you love. That's drinktrade.com SGP for $30 off and Dave is the banking app that will help you out of a sticky situation if you need a few extra quid at the end of the month to pay some bills or buy a gift or you've just left yourself a little bit short um, which I think we can all empathize with. Uh, the banking app Dave can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash uh, which is more money to fill your bank, buy a wedding gift, catch up on bills etc. Uh, millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need. Download the Dave app from the app store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For T's and C's, go to dave.com slash legal instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member of the FDIC. Okay, gentlemen. Uh, Solid handicapping. Uh, A lot of confident picks, I reckon. Uh, Good night in store. But what are the lock and dogs gonna be? Moon af you can lead us off.
1: Yeah, for my uh let me start with my which one was it that I really liked was the dog of the night. Um yeah, sorry, I'll start with my lock. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue back in the Guardians here. Give me the run line, minus one and a half at even money. Zach please Zach, going up against Garrett Hill. We talked about how Garrett Hill has just not been very good on the season uh I, on the road especially and you know give, these are games that the guardians have to win uh, for uh for them to you know really stay in contention for that al central division and please zach has been great against the tigers throughout his career so i'm gonna back the guardians on the run line at even money as my lock for my dog i'm gonna go over to the uh royals and twins game give me the twins uh, run line minus one and a half plus 115 zach rinke on the road we talked about it uh, just had, has not been very good over his last five starts on the road. Um, the opposition is 4-1 on the run line against the Royals and Zach Grinke. So I think this is a game where Sonny Gray will pitch well. I think the offense gets to uh, Zach Grinke again like it did previously. So I'm going to take the Twins run line uh, uh, minus 1.5, half, plus one fifteen as my dog.
0: Uh, two run lines for Moon. I'm getting a bit exotic there. He's smelling himself after his Willie Z landed last night. Uh, Dylan, what have you got?
2: uh i'll start with my lock for my lock i'll go in that padres marlins game i'm gonna go under seven and a half i set my total at 6.2 i just really like edwin cabrera i think he's really going to be able to limit the padres and we we know the marlins can't score too many runs anyway so I, i i think we see a low scoring game there so i'm gonna go under seven and a half padres marlins as my lock and for my dog Can't the Mets at plus 120. I I just think we're the better teams. We've destroyed Uncle Charlie twice. And I I think Walker's going to have a bounce-back start here. I really do. And if he doesn't, then he's our fifth starter. It's all right. Our our other uh, pitchers will get to the Braves. So it's fine. I I think he'll bounce back here, though.
0: Okay, home I pick for Dylan. Uh, My lock is going to be... Um, the over seven point five in the Colorado St Louis game. I thought this was way low. This has got double figures written all over it to I me. Mean, it's the easiest cash of the season, uh, so I will take that um, over seven and a half. And I'm gonna uh, double dog Dylan. I've got the New York Mets at plus one fifteen. I'm sorry to mush you, um, but yeah, it was either that or Miami. Um, I liked Miami. But I don't, the line movement's put me off there. Um, I saw plus 165, which is great value. Plus 130 has got me looking elsewhere. Uh, so I have a lighted upon the New York Mets. So I'll, uh, I'll double dog them up with, with Dylan there um, at plus 115. And that, boys and girls, um, concludes our episode for the night. Uh, Dylan, what's happening? Anything you need to tell us before we crack on?
2: Oh, nothing much. I don't think you're going to mush the pick. I think you're wise by taking the better <laughs> team. Uh, no, nothing much. Just going to relax. Got a bunch of games. Probably going to watch the first game of the Mets uh, Braves tonight. So probably relax. Got got a lot of work to do.
0: Moon off hard at work,
1: I assume. NFL stuff? Yeah, got to do some NFL gambling podcast stuff. Um, you know, some other things as well for the network. So, uh, you know, it's busy times here uh, with NFL season approaching. And, you know, us being in the midst of uh, the MLB season. So if you haven't already heard the announcement, the NFL gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network, make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, uh, you know, a lot of division previews coming out and then, uh, the grind of the season will start as well. A lot of contributors, including Dylan, uh, and myself we do be doing I Believe the Monday night football pod, um, for the season um, and some other pods as well. So uh, make sure you're subscribed to the NFL gambling podcast as well as the MLB gambling podcast uh, as well.
0: I assume my invitation to the NFL gambling podcast has been lost in the post. Uh, they must have to, you'll have to send another postcard out for me to reach that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, nothing. No, no comment gentlemen from either of them. There I you didn't go. see an application come in for you. I shouldn't need to apply. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm the, I'm the go-to guy, surely. Even I had to apply. Did you? Okay. Um, no, I really. don't know. Any, everything I know about <laughs> NFL gambling, I learned off Sean and Ryan. So if that's a positive thing, then uh, yeah, let that, let that Malcolm, tell you. Yes.
2: I, I might need to borrow that Charger jersey because we're doing preview soon. Me and oh, Moon, okay. Like me and Moon off, So I might have to borrow it
0: absolutely yeah oh, uh, you can have my uh, my, my Darren Sprawl's number 43 charges dude. <laughs> excellent right well thank you gents that was an absolute pleasure as always uh, good luck with your picks thanks everyone for joining us the chat box uh, thanks David and John and everyone who's listened and, and tuned in as well so yeah we do appreciate it we'll be back tomorrow with loads more picks uh, lots of winners in that last hour that we've done uh, until then we will see you down the road cheers